Hey guys, welcome. We're your hosts, Amy Keeble and Haley Young. Our heart is to encourage you, add joy to your life, and be a small reminder that you're not in this crazy motherhood journey alone. We have each other, and most importantly, we have God every moment, every day. This is our village. Hello, Haley. How are you? I'm good, Amy. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I've had a better day today. If anyone caught our live from this week, our mm-hmm. episode is delayed, obviously, because it's coming out today, um, just because we had a super stressful weekend and I did not have the brain capacity to put the editing in. So thank you for your understanding. Mm. And on top of a very full on few weeks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I was actually talking to Blair about it tonight. I was like, I, it's very easy. Actually, he made a really good point because um, he was talking about this other discussion he's been a part of and just like, I think everybody across the board is just an, in this heightened state of stress because of mm. what is happening in our world. And then anything on top of that that's hard and definitely like the last couple of weeks have been some of the hardest for us. It's just made so much more like yeah, overwhelming. So I think it's, it's really easy for me to just start to feel out of control and silly, but, mm-hmm. um, I am trying to have grace, <laughs> grace for myself. And I think everybody's needing some extra grace at the moment. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do feel a lot better having rested last night and having a pretty good day. So that's good. Good. I just saw a post actually about someone feeling for people in regional Victoria and they said, we're so glad the lockdown is now ending for those people, but in, um, sorry, specifically they're talking about teachers and just how mm. on Thursday afternoon they're like, okay, you now have online classes. And now some of them would have spent the weekend planning for their online classes, would feel prepared for the week. And then today's like, yes. oh, actually, you're going back to school tomorrow. And just oh, what, word. how exhausting that would be and what a roller yeah. coaster that would be. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. <sighs> Even though it's a good thing, it's still not easy for people. If you are someone like a teacher or you're an event planner or you're, Mm. I mean, really anybody, but especially people that have to put a lot of effort and planning into how they do their work, this changing would have just thrown them. And I I feel that's such a good point. I've never even thought about coming out of lockdown. I hadn't thought of that either. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. Ben had his second lockdown birthday. So last year his birthday was in lockdown and then this last weekend. Mm. And the most common thing he said to people was, I reckon it's going to be three in a row. I'm like, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) So even though we had hope for this year that things would be better, I feel like now kind of the reality is setting in that mm, things might still look this Mm. way in a year or so. Just Mm. don't know. I'm so glad I'm not in charge of making decisions on a national, even like a even just a suburb level, like I just am so <laughs> yes. glad I have no responsibility in that way because it would be so stressful to be mm-hmm. in charge of big decisions for people's lives. And if you're someone that hates hearing about this stuff, we're sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> As I finish that sentence, I realise how doom and gloom this introduction has been. Yes. But you know what? We have God and mm-hmm. we have a hope and God's gone before us. And even just having that hope through like the day-to-day moments, I can't imagine not having it in a time mm. like this. Mm. I think hard times do highlight how, I guess, how much that hope gives me. Yeah. 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 How was your week, Kaylee? 
Yeah, actually, we've entered a new stage of toddlerhood, meltdown, the meltdown oh. stage. Um, yeah. So lots of big emotions this week, just big, big emotions. And I can't tell how much is just this stage of toddlerhood, which I know a huge yeah. percentage of it is, but also how much of it is due to the chopping and changing of lockdowns and restrictions because I feel like a lot of them are based around either wanting to stay home or wanting to go somewhere. So Mm. like two occasions this week were um, wanting to go to the zoo and wanting to go to our local Mm. community farm, like just really wanting to go. (laughs) And and that kind of thing doesn't happen normally. And I'm like, well, no, they're closed again. And I was like, how, yeah, how is this affecting him? We'll never know truly, mm. but it was like a month ago, sorry, buddy, everything's closed. Then the last two or three weeks, everything's open again. Oh, sorry, things are closed yeah. now. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah we, we just won't know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a whole extra dynamic, isn't it? Just how is it playing out? And I suppose, like, the, the meltdowns, the same no matter how like the reason it's being sparked yeah. so it and doesn't make it happen any easier but anyway yeah absolutely but it is interesting to think about how mm. it's affecting the little ones but yeah that's a fun that's a fun stage yes yeah, meltdowns like, that's a whole that's a whole thing <laughs> <laughs> we walked um on sunday so it was ben's birthday and we walked to our local cafe and parker did not want to go so for the half an hour walk there um he was quite vocal about that and in the end we're trying to get him to walk to see if he'd be happy doing that and then he wasn't so we just put him in the pram will slept soundly next to him (laughs) and like ben and i got to the point that we're just like well it is what it is and then i realized at one point the lady in front of us probably like 20 meters ahead though she turned around at like one very loud scream and i'm like oh my gosh their poor walk like (laughs) the last 10 minutes i've just heard (laughs) That's this right, because she scream. got to go home and have free time away Hopefully. from screaming toddlers. Hopefully. <laughs> She's probably out on her only time out for the weekend. She's like, I finally left my screaming toddlers. That's to join someone else's. Oh, man, yeah. It's a whole it's a whole fun dynamic when they're very um, definite on what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely probably one of the most humbling and mm. um, patience-testing experiences as a mother that's for sure yeah and I think half of it um for me is like me being okay with it all happening like half of it's Mm. him half of it's me and Mm. yeah it's a big thing to work on our side of the response yeah absolutely especially in public I find that a really (laughs) that's like it's not only are you tested because it's a very testing moment Mm. but you're in front of people and then there's the whole extra dynamic of navigating it in front of people and yeah I find that really challenging we had two others this week before the lockdown started we had an osteo appointment for Will Mm. and Parker did not want to be there and screamed for about half an hour at the door that he wanted to leave and I'm thinking oh my gosh there's people I know that are having massages in other rooms like oh my gosh like poor things but I couldn't leave my four-month-old baby like for half an hour like she they were great but yeah and then the day before two days before that we had Will's four-month maternal child health nurse checkup 
and um, same thing, a similar amount of time, but they had a play area for the kids and we're like, just Ooh. if you want to go out there and he finally calmed down, went out there. And then he walks back into the office and there was no one else um, here other than the nurse and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he walks back in and he's taken off all his clothes, like <laughs> all his clothes, <laughs> and just walked into the office naked. He's just really comfortable. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> Big emotions, that's all. That is so funny. Yeah, beautiful big emotions. Mm -hmm. And I must say finally too that if the video I put up of Parker today, if you thought it was really cruel, I'm sorry. (laughs) Some people have commented on my post on uh, my page saying that's just mean, like the poor little darling. But he, we thought he handled it so well and he um, he was... Oh, not laughing about it, but joking about it with us afterwards mm. and even today. So um, please, I oh, don't think we did something awful to him, but maybe. There are way worse pranks me. I've seen parents pull on kids. This one is a very gentle, very funny <laughs> one, but definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already because it's it's a good giggle, that's for sure. Yeah. He's such a cutie. He's such a cutie. Thank you. So today's episode, we get to chat to the beautiful Joan Vergara. She is a wonderful mother of six beautiful children, and she is just really passionate about how the spirit works, especially in women's lives. And she actually has a ministry in the form of a blog called Scarlet Ministries. So we'll link that into the description of this episode so you guys can check it out. But yeah, we just had this really uplifting chat with her. Joan has a real heart for sharing about how she brings God into just her everyday moments Mm. in her mothering, in her marriage, in her personal life. And she just, yeah, she just really generously just sat down. And it's actually quite a different format to normal. We just had a chat with her, which was really fun. And we just saw how the conversation unfolded as we went. So hoping this can be an encouragement to you guys. I found it really practical and uplifting. So praying it can be a huge encouragement to you guys as well. Well, thank you so much for being willing to join us. Thank you for having me. Can you start by introducing yourself, your family, and a bit of your background to us? Yeah. So I'm Joan. Um, I actually was born in Singapore and moved Mm. here um, when I was 13 with my family. So we all moved here together. Um, When we moved here, I kind of felt like I came home in a way, like just felt really at home and... Um, the transition, you know, even as a young teenager actually was really smooth and easy. That's awesome. And I was actually really happy to just leave everything behind. <laughs> so um, it must have been a God <laughs> thing because awesome. I don't know, yeah. you know, how. For a 13-year-old. Like, yeah. That's huge. And yeah. looking back now, like I actually had a lot of fun in that time of my life in Singapore. So leaving, that was actually a really big deal. Mm, um, yeah. But it didn't. It wasn't that way. So, um, you know, I'm sure it was just God's grace on that season and, mm. and on me for that time. Um, been in Melbourne the whole time since we've moved here. Um, ended up uh, going to a church in Kew and that's where I met my husband, Dave. Mm. Um, so we got married in uh, 2006 so we've been married almost 15 years now and we wow. have six kids between the ages <laughs> of uh, almost 14 months and almost 13. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. 
yeah, we've got um, through, sorry, two girls and a boy and then another two girls and a boy. Um, <laughs> That's so, so cool. Yeah, they've all got their little buddies. Has <laughs> yeah. it been so different having an older, like a much older child almost in their teens to help with the baby? Because I feel like that would be such an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I mean, our older, she's always been quite motherly so you mm. know even when we had number two and three you know she was she was always there wanting to be involved yeah. um so like we've been really blessed I think that she's got that natural motherly instinct mm. and just mm. wants to help around and um very very helpful um and our yeah. second has started being that way um probably a bit more in the last couple of years so She's mm-hmm. actually been great with the younger ones um, the last few years as the oldest ones, you know, kind of moving into that preteen stage and um, it's nice to have some, another one step up and, and help yeah. out. Um, and even yeah. our five-year-old, you know, she just wants to be, like, carrying baby all the time and mm. oh, <laughs> helping I with everything. That. So, yeah, mm. it's been really great. Was the plan to always have six kids or did that just happen along the way? No, it wasn't the plan. The plan was to have four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Both Dave and I are a part of um, three. And Mm -hmm. so we're like, yeah, we'll we'll go for four. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then we got to four and we kind of realised that we didn't have a plan of how we wanted to stop at four. (laughs) 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 Um, And in that time, you know, God really changed my heart as well I guess um the way I thought about contraception and having kids and all those things really changed so I think it got to four and it was like I can't control this (laughs) um (laughs) you know you read in the bible where he closed a woman's womb or he opened their womb at a very specific time and like that really challenged me to I guess raise my faith to that level to allow him to be in control because, like, we, you know, we we choose to have faith in him in little things, but what more, like, uh, uh, you know, around having another life. So yeah. that was something that I just was really convicted by and um, just thought, all right, <laughs> let's go <laughs> <laughs> and see where God wow. takes this. Um, so we had number five and actually for the first time felt really complete and was like, oh, this is what people talk about, you know, when they're Mm. like, oh, yeah, we're done. Um, And then before long, you know, I felt God put number six on my heart and that was actually one that I really kind of fought with, you Mm -hmm. know, not fought but wrestled on and um, really had to come to another level again of surrender. So even through that whole pregnancy and birth as well, um, there was a real journey of surrendering to God once again. And I was thinking, man, this is like the ultimate act of, you know, self-sacrifice, like laying down my yeah. life, like my whole body. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, of course, number six, he's such a blessing and we love him so much. And I'm so glad that I dared to go on that journey, you know, to mm-hmm. say yes to that. So. <laughs> Um, yes, that's, that's how we beautiful. got to six. <laughs> I love it. And can I ask, <laughs> where to from here? <laughs> Only God knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't revealed his plan yet. Uh, 
Yeah, he has a little bit. <laughs> watch this space. Yes, yes, watch this space. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, mm. I mean, maybe I'll share a little bit even with that, you know, where we got to six mm. and we're going, okay, this is it, like, no mm. more, you know. And, yeah. um, again, like we talked about, okay, how are we going to stop? You know, we've heard of other couples who, you know, like the husbands go get vasectomies and all these mm-hmm. kind of things. And, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, so we seriously considered it. We prayed about it. And I actually got to a point where I felt so grieved um, at the thought of seriously considering my husband going <laughs> to get this mm. done because um, it was the thought of like, how could I, take away the ability for life to be created. Um, Mm. And, you know, again, it's it's different for everybody. And Mm -hmm. I know others, you know, would get a yes from God, but Mm -hmm. obviously the call on my life is just that I couldn't do that. (laughs) Mm. And so we just sat in this and said, okay, I guess that's not the road we're taking. And we'll just see where this one leads. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I love that. I really admire that. Have you found throughout that process, and it's probably a little bit of a difficult answer maybe, but were you both really clearly um, convicted of the same thing at the same time or was it something that you worked through together or separately God talked to you about those things? I think with Dave, he's learned over the years to really trust my insight and my instincts and, you know, when I hear God mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I obviously we prayed about it together, but um, mm-hmm. he didn't get a clear either way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So most of the time he's just been happy to go along with, you know, um, what I was feeling. So I guess when we've talked about number seven, there's there's definitely been a, a wrestle for him, like how it was for me, you know, with the thought of having number six. Mm. Um, And I guess I see that what I went through with accepting having number six is possibly something that he's going through or has had to also Mm. go through and Mm -hmm. just that that process of surrender. Yeah, and that's okay. And, you know, and I've been very clear with him that I don't want to pressure him (laughs) Mm. and I want to make sure that we're in this together and... And yeah, he, yeah. he he's um he's definitely open to that and you know, ultimately he wants to honor God and have God's mm-hmm. will be done in our lives. So if that mm. means laying down his own plans, then he'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. I love how God works in because even within a couple, I think it's easy to like group them into the same bubble and think he's gonna talk to them the same way. But really he all of us, he talks to us and leads us in such different ways and engages with us in such different ways. And for some people, it can be a really clear conviction about something. And maybe their partner, like you just said, yeah, doesn't have a clear idea either way, is obviously seeking the Lord. But I just find it, I find it really interesting how he engages with us differently and beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, he definitely does. And um, I think that's the beauty of living a life with the Holy Spirit or being led by the Holy Spirit because mm. there's so many different outworkings of that yeah and yeah yeah, I definitely see the different strengths and giftings in my husband and I but how they sharpen one another you know and we Mm -hmm. really ground one another 
in different ways mm. as well. So, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. For you, how do you hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit um, in things that are like you need a clear answer in? Because sometimes it's like, okay, I can sense, for me personally, I can sense God saying walk through that door or go in that direction, but these are really like black and white, yes or no yeah. things. Do you get a sense or do you really feel that you get a yes or no answer? Depends on what the question is and what the mm. situation mm-hmm. is. But I think over the years I've learned to recognise his voice. Mm-hmm. So, um, and really that learning to recognise has only come from testing and, mm-hmm. and really stepping out in faith and going, I think I'm hearing you. Um, yeah. I'm just going to do this and see what happens. And if it was wrong, you know, you've got the grace to cover it. And if not, mm-hmm. then I actually get to see what that looks like. Um, mm, yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's been really rewarding, I think, being able to just walk mm. through your daily life and be challenged to step out when you think you've heard him. Um, so, yeah, in different ways, definitely through the word, of course, you know, just certain scriptures that will pop up at the right time and, you know, speak directly into your situation. Other times it's just been a thought that I've gone, okay, this is standing out for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I need to pay attention to it. Um, Other times it's been sitting and journaling and, you know, writing out how I feel or what I think about a situation or the struggles that I'm having and then just asking him to speak and he will, you know, speak into that. Um, Mm. And it's just, yeah, those are some of like my most precious times with God and um they're the ones that fuel me I think <laughs> you mm-hmm. know each and every day so yeah so you shared with us a little bit before we started talking that you're really passionate about women and um the journey of them being I might word this wrong so please correct me but okay. the journey of them really engaging with God and being empowered by exactly what you were just saying like listening to the Holy Spirit yep can you explain a little bit about how you got to that point what's led you to this passion that you have and what that looks like for you now in the work that you're doing yeah so I think you know I grew up a Christian I was Mm -hmm. um apparently I actually asked my mum to lead me in prayer to ask Jesus into my heart when I was three and I always thought that um she was asking me oh do you want to do this and um, one day she said, no, you just came up and asked me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. You know, obviously was being led by the spirit even then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think over the years I came to the realization that, you know, and the Bible says this as well, that God's always wanting to speak, always speaking. Those who have ears will hear, those who have eyes to see will see. And mm. so I started to look and to try and hear, you know, more And so that was kind of my journey where I've always been searching and always, but not searching, you know, for other things, but searching for him and seeking him and wanting Mm. to really um, have him, you know, as much of him as I can (laughs) in my life. Mm. And if this is what the Bible says that you are and this is how you were and this is, you know, how you, what your character is, then I want that. I want to see that and I want to experience that. I don't want it to be this dry religion that I devote my life to and, you know, just go to church and 
go through mm. the motions. Like I want it to be my whole life in every yeah. area. So um, I think that's kind of where the passions come from, you know, over the years it's just built up. Mm. And, of course, you know, when I get to live that, it's like, well, I want everyone else to to experience what that's like because everyone, like we were saying, has a unique relationship with God and it, mm. it's going to come out so differently. And this is all, again, part of that, you know, being a different part of a bo- of the body and having mm. different functions because we all have different giftings. We're all wired a different way. We all um, process things differently and relate to him differently and, mm. you know, we get to the more that we do that in our own individual lives, the more we get to pour that out to others around us. So I guess over the years I've learnt quite clearly what my role is um, and it is in the way that I relate to him and that kind of relationship that I have with him and to be able to Mm. help others have that relationship as well. Yeah. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. So where does someone start, especially as a mum, if yeah. someone's mm. feeling they are in that dry place of just going to church, which even in itself we all know that that's an accomplishment some weeks <laughs> um, because yeah. other weeks yeah. it seems impossible. But how does one take the first step in deepening their relationship yeah. with God? Mm. Um, this was, for me, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, 12 to, and to 14 really, um, was probably the start of my journey into really seeking God. You know, it talks about he know, um, he knows the plans, he gives mm. us hope, he has a future for us. Um, but after that it says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found mm. by you. And I remember, I think it was about 17 years ago now when I when that scripture really impacted me, and I read it and I said, okay, God, you know, I don't even know what seeking you looks like, but this is mm-hmm. me seeking you because I don't know what else to do. And, you know, this was a time in my life where I was really hopeless <laughs> um, mm. and, you know, probably was depressed and all of those things as well. And that was where it started for me, you know, to be able to just seek him with all that I was and... Mm. It's actually only in the last few weeks that he's brought that back to mind um, as I've been reading the Old Testament and how it talks about, you know, David who was known for his heart being devoted to God and always seeking God and how the kings after him kind of failed because they weren't fully devoted to seeking God. You know, Mm -hmm. they did a little bit of it, but they weren't fully devoted. And, it, you know, it wasn't about even what they did, because we all know, you know, David sinned and he made mistakes, Mm. but it wasn't about being perfect. It was about the heart being fully devoted to seeking God. So that would be my encouragement to, you know, anyone listening, any mums, because, yeah, you know, mum life is busy and you're in the midst of doing a lot of things and looking after a lot of little people and big people (laughs) Uh, and, and your homes and, yeah. you know, but it, it's about the heart and being able to do that just, you know, as you're washing the dishes or hanging out the washing, going, God, like, I'm seeking you and I want you mm. to be in my life. I want to have, a, you know, an intimate relationship with you and um, have everything flow from that. 
So, um, yeah, I think from that perspective, it is a simple thing and it is a mm -hmm. simple first step mm -hmm. that anyone and everyone can do. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I would love to know how that plays out in, how do you have that play out in your parenting? Because something I've been thinking about a lot recently is, mm. like, I obviously talk about God with my kids and I pray with them and there's like a whole bunch more that I wish that I did better with them. But how does that play out with your parenting? How do you display that to your kids? Yeah. And what does that kind of dynamic look like? Um, I was really excited to talk about this and I actually mm. asked my daughter as well, you know, for permission to share some of her stories because it's obviously awesome. things that relate to both of us. And she was like, yep, I trust you, mum. You can share, Aww. you know, whatever you feel to share. Um, Thank you. To her. <laughs> I'll pass it on. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so for me that's been the most rewarding thing about walking out my relationship with God with my children and mm. seeing the things that I've learnt um, unfold in their lives you know the things that mm. I've walked through the things that I've battled and wrestled with in my own life that they actually get to reap the fruit of it mm. um so in our home I think you know our kids just know that for us in our household we will serve the Lord you know that God's always for us that we we're always seeking him we're always um honoring him in in mm. just little things so even simple thing like yesterday I said to the kids, so this week just gone, our garage door was broken and so we had to park on the street, you know, so it's a lot to bring in and out of the car and babies and mm. all of that. Um, and it got fixed two days ago and then the rain started. So I, and I really like picked that up and I said to the kids yesterday, did you guys notice how, you know, the whole time our garage door was um, broken and we had to park our car outside. It never rained once. And as soon mm. as it got fixed, the rains came and it hasn't stopped raining since. <laughs> mm. And I was like, how good is God? Like even in the little things, he's looking after us. And so they're like, yeah, mm. <laughs> oh. thank you, God. <laughs> oh. So I think it's, you know, simple things like that to be able to even give him the credit and give him mm -hmm. the glory and mm. show them that he is always loving and always caring and always out to bless us and to look after us. Um, and, you know, I think we've done that from a young age. So I know you guys have younger ones, don't you? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 I think being able to just point their eyes, you know, it's that thing of like lifting your eyes, see God, you know, they, they all admire the sky, the sunsets and like, look at what God did, you know, um, today, look at the, the light show that he got, he displayed today. Mm. Or look at the wonderful clouds. Or um, I think so much of it is in nature when they're little that I've been yeah. able to point mm. to and how he grows things and how it takes time and there's seasons and there's times for, um, you know, the leaves to fall, there's times for the leaves to come back, there's time for blooming and then fruit. So there's so many lessons about God just in the things around us. So I think yeah. for me, it's like being aware of these things myself has then been able to fuel how I deal with them and how yeah. I teach them. Um, and there's also been other times where, you know, things go wrong and things don't go according to plan. And how do we deal with those things, which are 
you know, more challenging. And so this was the part that I um, asked my daughter for permission to share. So she's, this is our oldest and she's in year seven now. And, mm -hmm. you know, last year, grade six, she, you know, being the last year of primary school, she was really excited. But of course, COVID happened mm. and there was a lot of disappointments, you know, expectations mm. about the last year of primary school and then a lot of disappointments around yeah. how yeah. all of that wasn't happening. And also at the start of the year, we actually got a call from the principal um, basically to tell us that she and her friend had come to see her because the friend... Well, so her friend had made her go to see the principal because my daughter had shared that she, um, you know, had thoughts of wanting to kill herself mm. um, when when things were getting too stressful and when things were getting too much, you know, that was her way of like, oh, this is how I can get out. Mm. Wow. Um, it definitely came as a bit of a su surprise to us but I could yeah. see that even with that, the, her biggest weight was the fact that she hadn't actually told us about it yet. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it, it ended up coming out in this way. Um, so, you know, of course we we hugged her, we told her it was okay and, you know, we want mm. her to be able to let us know when anything like that happens and that we're here to work through it with her and that, you know, she's not wrong for thinking these things yeah but it's it's about a working through a process um so we actually you know the school has a psychologist so we got her to see her and chat through things mm. um we've got a friend who's a chaplain at school so we mm. um got them to hang out for a little bit as well yeah and really it was just you know, my chats with her, I guess, trying to get to the bottom of why she th thought these things. Mm. Um, and I could see that it was also to do with, I guess, what was around her, you know, where others were displaying similar um, traits of, like, feeling anxious and then not knowing what to do mm -hmm. and then mm. kind of going to those thoughts. And, and you know, that's so common, really, in, in yeah. the world right now, right? Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about it was I was able to to pray with her and I said, you know, God's big enough for all of this and he knows mm -hmm. exactly how you feel. So it was, you know, for me it was devastating to hear it at first, but it was also like, yes, I'm, I'm up for the challenge of like teaching her and equipping her because these are real issues that everyone, you know, mm. deals with. So how do we do it with God and how do we walk through mm -hmm. that, you know, still honouring mm. him and putting him at the centre of everything? Um, so I, um, yeah, told her that she, you know, taught her how to talk to him, you know, and said, okay, if these are the things you're feeling talk to him about it and ask him to mm. help you sort through them and sort them out. You know, you don't have to result to these thoughts of trying to escape the situation. Mm. Um, so she was going really well for a few months, but, you know, she ended up sharing with me a while later saying, oh, these thoughts still come to mind sometimes, even though I know that I don't want to think them anymore. 
you know, when mm. I'm in like the heat of the moment, they still come. Mm. And I said to her, um, you know, you chose to partner with this thought, which is really ultimately a lie. It's not aligned mm. with the truth. And there has to be a point of repenting for having partnered with it. And, you know, we this is what we do. We need to say sorry to God and, and move on. And and so she, she was like, I want to say that now. Can we pray now? I was like, sure. And so she just, you know, yeah. on the spot was like, I'm so sorry, God, for believing this thought and believing this lie mm. and, and thinking it. And, you know, I don't want it anymore. And, I you know, can you please take it away? Again, a few months later, she comes to me going, oh, yeah, mum, I don't have those thoughts anymore. And I was like, oh, was it because we prayed? She's like, yeah. And then it happened again a few more times and I prayed again and then they just went away. And, you know, it's just been so cool to watch her, you know, mm. bloom, I think, in the last year where she really got that confidence in God and who he is for her, you know, separate to me and my relationship with God or Dave's relationship with God, it's like her own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I felt God also say to me that last year was really a time of me teaching and training her to f- fear him, to learn to fear him, you know, to make sure that his word is the ultimate truth in her life. And it was just beautiful to watch, you know, how that situation, which wasn't very pleasant, um, turned into something which is now our victory. And, yeah, even I said to her last night, you're my testimony. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think having these moments with our kids is so precious and and just being led again for us to Mm -hmm. be led by the spirit, you know, in those times Mm. um, and to just, go, okay, God, what's your perspective on this? You know, rather than Mm -hmm. in the flesh freaking out and going, ah, how did my child get to this point? It's like, okay, God, like what's your purpose in this and Mm, how am I meant to deal with it? So, yeah, so rewarding. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to your daughter for being willing for you to share. Yes. I think it's an interesting... um, if I look back on my testimony, the the turning point of it being my parents' faith and then my faith is where the biggest work happened. And I think it's a scary thing mm-hmm. now being a parent, thinking about leading your kids into that journey and helping them come out the other side and knowing that it is it about them and God. It's not about you. I mean, it is about you and God for your, yeah. for your um, faith going through that, but where our purpose is to lead them to God as mm. an individual. So that's a tough yep. thing. And especially facing such yep. heavy topics like that. And I feel like teenagehood is full of things like that. Coming becoming an adult is full of yep. full of really devastating and heavy things like that. But holding to God through that I think is a beautiful testimony. It's such a huge transition for both yep, mum and dad definitely. and then mm-hmm. the child as well um, absolutely individually and then collectively mm. I think you know Dave and I have always been quite intentional with making sure their relationship with God has been their own mm-hmm. from the start you know yes we're raising them in these ways and we're teaching them but ultimately they have to have that mm-hmm. ownership you know so there's challenges along the way of even us letting them sort things mm. out and, and, you know, 
challenging them to ask him. And and it's been actually quite interesting because there's been even times like, you know, someone doesn't want to go to school today. And it's like rather than me like making a rule about it, I'm like, okay, how about you talk to God and ask him what you should do? Mm. <laughs> and, I, and I've I've had to be okay with whatever the oh, answer wow. was yeah. as well, <laughs> which is not necessarily what God, I wanted tell them for this. the day. <laughs> because it was like, okay, well, if he says you can stay home, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> Let's deal with that. But what does he want you to do? Yeah. While you're that's an interesting activity, that's for sure. It is very interesting, but it, I think, been just teaching them to mm-hmm. hear him for yeah. themselves and be answerable to him. Yeah. You know, like ultimately, okay, if you don't go to school for that day, it's, it's mm-hmm. not a big issue. But, you know, to be convicted by God's voice, I think you know, something that we all should learn (laughs) from an early age and for them to know how to respond to that and also Mm. to hear his kindness and his love, you know, in that, Mm. which is so important as well because I think everything has to be motivated by love. You know, growing up in Singapore, it's a very strict kind of um, country, lots Mm. of rules. And so I was brought up in a very strict family as well. And I never really rebelled, you know, going through teenage years. I never had my rebellious years like most Mm -hmm. seem to have. And I thought, oh, you know, I've always been well behaved. But basically about maybe five, six years ago, God revealed to me that the reason for me behaving well my whole life was because of fear mm. um, because I was too afraid to get into trouble yeah. <laughs> you know I was too afraid to fail um, and so that's been a real shift for me you know to like really go back and dig up everything and mm. go okay how did I operate in fear and how do I replace that with God's love and you know it says like perfect love casts out all fear the fear is to do with punishment. Like that was exactly what I was living, fear being to do with punishment and, you know, walking the straight line because I was fearful. But it's so restricting and mm. binding, mm. you know, to be able to live a life like that. And it's just been a beautiful journey of having that freedom, you know, learning to embrace God's perfect love in, in all the different areas of my life and, and now having that love be the thing that motivates, you know, hopefully more and more areas of my life mm. and having the freedom, so much freedom in that um, because he has so much grace, you know, for all my shortfalls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really resonate with that. And I always thought of it as being a first child um, type mm-hmm. of thing of trying to do the right thing and I... Um, I hear parents all the time, like say, like you're the big kid, like you've got to show your yeah. little brother or sister um, what to do, and that's not necessarily wrong, but it does put um, the pressure on, I guess, to do pressure. the right thing. And mm. uh, yep. yeah, definitely, yeah, I just resonate with what you said. Are you the firstborn, or are you? No, I'm the third, the, the youngest. Third. Oh, Interesting, by, by quite a bit. So I think you know, maybe it was a bit of that 
like first child thing again kind mm-hmm. of goes a bit in circles <laughs> but I guess it's age. cultural yeah. both ways like family culture and then um where you live yes. culturally mm-hmm. so it's an interesting tension to because I also resonate exactly with what you've said and it's interesting to look back and be like I think it's easy to slip into the thought of oh I've done I've been good I've done pretty good things I haven't not I haven't done bad things or whatever, you know, put those labels on things. But then to look at the heart behind it is very important and where that came from. And and it's one thing to be convicted by God and be choosing and willing to honor him in our actions. And it's another thing to be led by fear in that. And I think a lot of people yep. can very easily fall into that trap. And yep. like you said, you know, we aren't, we are not to be fearful. We're not to live by fear. And so if that is our motivation, that's an interesting um, thing to assess because on the outside it looks good, but mm-hmm. on the inside it's not yeah. a healthy place to be yeah. fed from, really. Yep, because the, fruit, the fruit's going to be different. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The the actions might look the same, but the fruit but the will fruit ultimately different. be different. Mm. And really, that was all that was coming out in my early years of motherhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I've got little ones that are testing my patience yeah. all the time, I was like, yeah. man, I don't like this me. Yep, I feel that. <laughs> Why am I, you know, so controlling and you know, impatient mm. and all the things that the fruit of the spirit isn't <laughs> aren't. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, that's been my journey of, you know, really going through sanctification. Mm. Uh, I think being being open to learn through motherhood, you know, mm. through all the buttons that they push yeah. and mm-hmm. go, rather than go, you know, you're being bad mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're being naughty or any of those things, it's actually like, why does that annoy me? Yeah. Like they're just being kids. Yeah. They're they're not they're not trying to you know, they're not doing it to personally frustrate me or anything like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, realizing that there's so much and so many layers that I really just had to peel back on and Mm. go, okay, you know, I need to learn and I need to lay down, I need to surrender, I need to repent. Mm. need to forgive <laughs> yeah it's one thing after another but you know glad to say also that I think I'm a lot more patient now and I think mm. obviously that's why I can have six <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, these sixes don't phase me anymore <laughs> yeah that's very good because imagine six kids and not being in the right place not, be. Uh, not all the time but you know <laughs> much better than I used yeah. to be <laughs> yeah wow. so I'm fascinated to know Joan with six kids mm-hmm. and you've spoken about your marriage a little bit and being on the same page and listening to God but how do you prioritize each other mm-hmm. um, and I read a blog post from Love, Salt and Light about you guys, which we had on the podcast last year. They were fantastic, Mark and Lauren. And you did mention how you do prioritise each other being first because like, that's what how it's meant to be. But how do you do that mm. with six kids that also demand being prioritised? And, of course, they all are. But 
What does it yeah. look like for you guys? I think, yeah, for us, you know, putting each other first has always been our value mm-hmm. and, and, you know, for the reason of seeing how um, a solid marriage is obviously the foundation of a family, mm-hmm. you know, like they wouldn't have existed if not for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and both Dave and I actually have come from broken families. Mm. So coming into our own marriage, we were very intentional with wanting to do it God's way. You know, we, we hadn't been shown that example mm. and we just really wanted God to lead us in it. Yeah. Um, and when the kids came along, you know, it was like, okay, I think... It's still that priority, you know, our value being us, our marriage. So um, I think that just naturally came out. Um, It wasn't always in, like it doesn't always equate in practical acts of love or even our time because obviously even now, you know, we've got work, we've got the kids and all their activities and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. But I think for us it's just having that security to know that we're always first in you know, to each other in this home and and I think it comes in the form of we don't let um, issues sit as well. So if there's things that come up, we actually deal with them straight away. Um, so we prioritise that, you know, make mm-hmm. sure we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um rather than just letting things fester under the surface and then one day, you know, oh, we're worlds apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a powerful um, decision, yeah. really, because that's when yeah. I think it's easy to even forget about some things and then another thing happens, you're like, oh, hang on, there's actually a whole lot more going on under mm-hmm. the surface mm-hmm. that we didn't deal with. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, for our kids' sakes, you know. Um, yeah. Again, we both know what it was like growing up in homes that, I guess was a bit not peaceful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't want that for our kids. So, you know, that means we need to maintain that peace and and to maintain that we need to sort out our stuff and um, make sure that we, you know, um, keep it that way. Mm. and, and our kids know that growing up now, you know, that there's times, I guess, in little ways, you know, we'll say things like, like if they want to do something with us and we go, no, like now it's mum and dad's time mm. and, mm-hmm. you know, it's no staying up tonight, you just need to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or just little things like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think now it's just an understood thing that mm. they know that, you know, our marriage comes first and, that's the firm foundation. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. also explained to them really that, you know, if, if we're not good, then it's going to affect everyone and yeah. everything. Um, I think even as babies, you know, you can see how our moods affect um, theirs. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember even early on, you know, days where Dave and I, we're like kind of a bit more tense around each other or, you know, there was tension between us. Mm. It affected the mood of our child and, you know, she got really moody and fussy and and just unsettled. And so I think our responsibility as parents is to provide that 
safe place and that mm-hmm. security for them and it comes in the form of us valuing our marriage and, mm. um, you know, putting that first. Mm. So I think um, it's not that other things aren't important mm. but it's about getting the right order mm-hmm. yeah. in things. I've noticed the same thing with my kids, like in the times where we have been in a tense moment and I can see an immediate reaction in my kids. It's fascinating because I, both Blair and I have also come from broken, broken homes. And when I've seen my children react to those moments of tension, which aren't very common in our household, I just think about how the impact that constant tension like that must have had on Mm. me and my siblings and Blair and his brother, like growing up, like that's a, that's a, that if that becomes the culture of your family, that that's an impact, that tension is an impact. It's also what you've been describing is a really beautiful way to display what marriage should and can look like to your kids, because now they know, they know what to expect. They know that you guys prioritize each other. And without that, you're also displaying what marriage can look like. It just isn't, you know, not not the lesson you necessarily yep. want to pass on to your kids, but it's powerful. And I think it feels subtle because you don't necessarily, you're not always seeing a really clear display of it. But when you see that tension and how it impacts the kids, you can see a really clear picture of, of just how powerful the um, example is that you do put on your kids. Yeah, definitely. I've yep. actually never thought about it like this. This is, mm. like, it just makes perfect sense. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I promise I'm not. There's nothing to do with the He does not I, like that. What was that? It's just laying on precious boy. Maybe you talking all of a sudden. That's a bit ironic. Like, I just oh, said the word tension. <laughs> a, bit, a friend and I were talking yesterday about how our energy or Mm. um, just our calmness or not calmness can impact our babies and, of course, then our marriages and relationships Mm. around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've just never thought about it. Thank you. Mm. I was also going to ask, Joan, you have a little bit of a ministry that you do um, in blog form. So you've got a blog called Scarlet Ministries and you share on there. You haven't recently, I think you said you've taken a little bit of a break for the last six months, but can you tell us a little bit about that and um, the focus of it, the heart behind it, what it looks like? Yep. Um, So Scarlet Ministries was actually, um, I guess, a vision that I felt God gave me Mm. about four or five years ago now. One night I was reading you know, Proverbs 31 about Mm -hmm. the wife of noble character. And as it got to the point about, you know, she has no fear or when snow comes, she has no fear for her household for they are clothed in scarlet. And just the words scarlet ministries jumped out at me Mm. and I was like, what is scarlet ministries? Mm. Um, And then felt God kind of download, you know, about his heart, I guess, for women to live full lives and to know him Um, And then over the years, he's gone on to unpack what even that part about Scarlet means, Mm. you know. um, Obviously, on the one hand, it represents that they were well provided for. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they had the right clothes, you know, the the right garments, the right kind of material mm. to keep them warm, you know, when snow came. Mm. Obviously, red represents the blood of Jesus, so even the protection that that provides. Um, and also snow being, you know, like a harsh and uncontrolled element yeah. <laughs> of the weather. Um, so it's like things that are unpredictable mm. and uncontrollable and yet, the, you know, we are clothed with scarlet and have no fear for, for mm. the future or what's to come and really are always prepared, you know, for whatever comes. Yeah. Um, so that's the heart behind Scarlet Ministries, you know, for women to know that they are God's daughters, mm. you know, God's princesses. Um, and um, having that revelation, I think, that we are his daughters is such a huge one because yeah. when you know that and, we, like, when you really know that, you know, when it's not just a head knowledge yeah. thing but when it's a heart thing, yeah. it's like... Of course he wants good for you. Of course he wants blessing for you. Of course you've got his favour. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I want I want others to be able to know that and to really experience his love for them in mm. their individual lives and to also know that he's equipped them and gifted them with specific mm -hmm. gifts um, and skills to do whatever it is they need to do in their own lives. Yeah. Um, and to be confident in that identity, you know, yeah. of, of who they are in him. Yeah. Um, which is, again, something that's so missing in our world. Absolutely. At yeah. the moment. And I think we, we tend to look at what others are doing and try to copy, mm -hmm. you know, we look for the formula. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we go, oh, let's do that as well. Yeah. You know, but it's that's not really us and it's not necessarily what God's calling us to do. Mm. Um, but if we, yeah, rely on him and, and know that he's got us, mm. you know, and, and allow that to fuel what we then, how we do things. Mm. <laughs> um it, yeah, it comes from such a different place. Again, mm. it's coming from that perfect love, you know, knowing that he's got that perfect love for us as opposed to being fearful of, like, missing out or, mm. you know, they're doing this and maybe I should do this or any of those things. Mm. Yeah, I think that's beautiful and I think it's a really big challenge for us right now because it, it is so easy to see, and I say that with bunny, whatever, what are these called, quotation marks, to see someone yeah. else's life, to observe somebody else's life, what they're doing, what, where they're at, how happy they look, how unhappy they look, whatever, and feel like, yeah, we've got a we've got an insight into people's lives, as inaccurate as it may be, um, these days that yeah. makes it very difficult to not compare and not try and and um, imitate, and I think that's a really big challenge and a good challenge to be seeking yeah, God's heart right. for you and His will for you independent from what yep. other people are doing, what their other what other people's lives look like. Yeah. And there's so much satisfaction in that because mm. we finally feel like we can just be us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there there isn't there is that freedom mm. um within that. Um so yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the heart behind the blog. Awesome. Yeah. Um I haven't written 
or shared on there in the last six months just because mm-hmm. I've been, you know, concentrating on the kids and yeah. um, settling our family back in. But, yeah, I do, I do want to get back into mm-hmm. it. So I think in July I will start posting again mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I feel like I've grown a bit as well in the yeah. last six months. So I think the place from where I'm sharing from is also a bit different and mm-hmm. hopefully people, you know, will be touched by it and, mm. and um, inspired by it. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll definitely tag it when we share the episode as well so people can easily um, hop on and go have a look at the content that you've got there and what's coming up. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Joan. This has been really beautiful to hear your heart and and just have this conversation, have this chat and see where God has led you and what he's placed on your heart and how that's playing out in your life and your parenting and your marriage and your blog and everything. So thank you for being being willing to come and talk to us today and take this time aside from your very busy life with with six children. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been very excited to come. So um, I'm glad uh, that it's finally here. <laughs> yeah, we're so glad it worked out. Yeah. We love to finish our episodes with um, the same questions of each guest, so we might ask those of you if you're happy for that. Yep, sure. Uh, so, Joan, looking back at your motherhood journey, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I had a bit of a think about this one and there's so many different things I could say, but mm-hmm. I think the thing that helped me out of a bit of a slump you know, mm-hmm. in early motherhood, which I think maybe a lot of your listeners might be, might find themselves yeah. in at the moment, yeah. um, was actually being thankful. Um, mm. I, you know, there was a point in my life where I had two um, little ones and, you know, they were sick all the time. We were home, yeah. stuck at home all the time. And it was actually quite depressing, to be honest. And, you know, I probably Mm. would have been clinically (laughs) deemed as depressed, but I, you know, not that I went and got it checked out. But Mm. I also remember chatting to a friend at the time and, you know, saying, coming to the realisation that I was actually living the dream, (laughs) you know, the dream that Mm. we talked about where I got Mm. to be a stay-at-home mum and I got to be with my kids and be the one to raise them. And, Mm. you know, while my husband worked for us (laughs) Um, (laughs) and yet I wasn't happy. Yeah. And, you know, it really took me shifting my mindset to really focusing on being thankful Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, to God Mm. and and recognising all the blessing that he had, you know, in my life at the time. Mm. And that was something that really started to shift you know, day by day, like I just started to feel joy and um, greater peace and more satisfaction, you know, in the life that I was living, as challenging as it was, um, as early motherhood days are. Mm. It came from a place of thankfulness rather than despair and hopelessness and depression. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I just wish I applied it sooner, yeah. I think. I think it's one of those things because I've definitely seen this play out and unfortunately, like, I, I want to make it more of a, a focus, but the moments when I can shift my perspective to a thankful heart, it's a, mm. it's a game changer, honestly. And I, yep. I think it's one of those things you don't recognize in yourself necessarily straight away. It's kind of a slow boil into this place of 
not really seeing the things that you're thankful for and it's very hard to see them um and it's a discipline to start seeing them again but yeah it is a game changer and i love that i love that reminder and that um encouragement yeah and it's kind of like the psalms as well right where david would pour out his heart of all his woes and then get to the point of just being thankful for Mm. who god was in his life um and if the more we do that i think the more we realize that our issues and challenges are you know small for god Mm. um but he cares for us so deeply that you know he'll help us exactly where we're at yeah as well yeah that's beautiful the next question we have joan is what's something that you're currently reading or listening to that's been encouraging you i'm part of a group with a few friends of mine where we're reading the bible through in a year chronologically Mm -hmm. um so we're in i think second kings now and just been really enjoying that and Mm -hmm. you know amazing how even this week, there's so much that was speaking to me leading up to doing this podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been really loving just reading through that order mm. um, and, and I guess helping to make more sense of, you know, why did God do this with those people and yeah. why did he say this and how does this relate to that? And um, yeah, so I would highly recommend anyone to do that as well Mm. um it's just been really rewarding going through the bible that way and and i think it keeps me grounded too because it's just something you have to do every day otherwise it's going to get on top of you and you know you're going to fall behind quickly yeah, (laughs) yeah so you know in the midst of my busy days i love that i can still do that mm. um i haven't been listening too much you know so the last year and a half I felt God say to really like shut out all other voices Mm. um hence me also actually not being on social media much Mm -hmm. for the last six months um because everything else was you know there's so many voices in the world really that are vying for our attention each and every day each and every second and I just really wanted to be have a time to be present and you know of course lockdown there's no time like lockdown Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be be able to do that um and I wanted to just be with God and with my family Mm. and it's been such a lovely quiet time quiet season of being able to do that and every season's different and you know again he calls us into all different seasons so Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I've really appreciated that time. And I think I'm slowly coming out of that now, mm-hmm. you know, slowly starting to listen to different things. I've actually been listening to your podcast a fair bit. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Catching up on the different um, guests that you had. So yeah, yeah we love to hear great. that. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Following on very closely, um, our next question is, how have you been connecting with God in this current season and like this last year? So is that your... I guess, main way of connecting with God, reading the Bible each day? Um, Not really. I think for me, the reading is a part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually see connecting God as the way, almost like the way Dave and I do our marriage, where mm-hmm. we're kind of in constant communication throughout yeah. the day, you know, little things here and there. Um, so 
yes, there's times we have quality time and we set aside time as well, but really it's like just being in each other's lives mm. const- constantly and consistently. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's how I do life with God. You know, he's involved in my everyday. Yeah. And yes, it's busy, so I don't always have chunks of time with him, but I love that even, you know, the drive to pick up, I'll put on worship and then all of a mm. sudden, you know, something will hit me and I'll yeah. be in tears driving to pick my daughter up. <laughs> Um, but it's like, wow, God, like in every moment, you know, you're always there waiting and, Mm. and that's the truth of it. Like he's Mm. always waiting for us to, to tune our ears, to hear him and to, to, um, connect with him. Mm. So yeah, in, it's really in a lot of little ways just throughout the day or, you know, any situation that I'm facing, it's like, God, how do I deal with this? What should I do with this? Mm. Um, constant communication and then there's times where you know I really need to sit down and journal and go ah what's going on (laughs) and get things off my chest um to him and then allow him to speak as well so it's it's different every day I don't have a formula um just being led by Mm. the spirit that's awesome I love that idea because I think it's I think it can get very overwhelming to think really big picture and be like, I have to bring God into every part of my life. And it feels like a big task, but really it is. It's a relationship, an intimate relationship yep. that, you know, like with your partner, you, you don't necessarily sit down and stare into their eyes all day long and have deep, meaningful conversations all day long, but you are yep. constantly in connection and you're checking in with each other and you know what each other's doing. And like that kind of thing It's like, if they were to walk through the door and you heard their voice, you'd know straight away, oh, they're here. Like, it's like, it's yep. not a huge, drastic, dramatic moment 24-7 because that's not manageable. Yep. But it is that intimate, regular relationship. And I think that's really a beautiful yep. way of yep. looking at and it. And ultimately, that's what he wants from absolutely from us, right? Yep. That relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so this is our last question and it's a bit of a hard one for people to answer sometimes but um what is one of your favorite verses or scriptures my answer for this was going to be jeremiah 29 11 mm-hmm. <laughs> but because i've already mentioned that the close second for me is be still and know that i'm god mm-hmm. because again you know in line with all the voices and all the yeah. distractions of the world you know to take those few moments and just be still and know that he's god he's in control He's got everything in his hands and he's got us in his hands as well. And how much peace that can bring to a flustered (laughs) mum, you know, in any any situation, in any moment, you know, while your kid's screaming in the grocery (laughs) supermarket. Um, Oh, while you're trying to record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. just to be still and know that he's God and he's got a purpose and, you know, what a privilege that we get to be a part of it, whatever Mm. way that looks, Mm. you know, however that looks. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joan. This has really been such an encouragement and you've been so generous to share your heart this way. And we're really praying that it can encourage and touch and uplift whoever's listening at the point that they're listening. So Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Mm. And until next time, this is our village. 
Thank you for joining us today on This Is Our Village. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, and review. And please share it with as many moms as you think might benefit from this community. This is our village, but we'd love it to be your village too.